G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We've got Group 2 Racing coming from Randwick this Saturday. We've got plenty to talk about, as well as a little bit of extra cash floating around later in the year. There's also plenty of horses resuming, coming out of trials and also parading first up in the yard. But as always, it's a pleasure to welcome Mark Sheen and Mark Rogan, Roden to the program. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Now, during the week, we've got a couple of new races coming up. One's called The Big Dance, one's called... Now, I thought it was a ELO song that they were trying to rip off, but the Five Diamonds, I mean, it's not quite Four Little Diamonds, but anyway, uh, a race for five-year-olds coming up later in this season. Uh, did you have any opinion on what we saw there earlier in the week? Uh, well, look, I've, I've done three meetings this week and about 400 trials, so I haven't uh, had a lot of time to, to look at it. But, look, there's a lot of innovation. Um, not a lot for the punter. It seems to be more uh, for owners and uh, trainers and jockeys and and for Bloodstock, who are going to benefit from this, but um, certainly nothing for the punter who seems to be paying for everything. So we do have some track upgrades coming. Yep. Um, Warwick Farm's going to be done. It hasn't been done uh, in living memory. And Rose Hill is one of our two Saturday tracks. Well, they dug Rose Hill up in the 90s, I think, when it was racing just as as it is now. Everyone seems to think that it's okay that Rose Hill biased every second weekend. It's it's not good enough. Right. It's the first track that they should be doing. Yeah. Uh, Mark Roden, if I welcome to the program, if I throw to you for a sec, is it too cynical to, to suggest that the big dance and the the upgrade on Melbourne Cup Day will purely just to try and get a little bit of extra revenue back into the system? <clears throat> um, no, I don't think that's too cynical at all. Uh, I think that's probably the primary driver behind it. Um, well, maybe not the primary, but it was certainly a consideration. So this now means that it's, it triggers New South Wales Racing to qualify as a premium day. It's probably one of their highest turnover days on New South Wales Racing, regardless of uh, what's on, just because it's Melbourne Cup Day. And now they get to um, bump up their levy rate to the highest level, which uh, will obviously give them a few more bob. Um, as to the race itself, it's not in competition with Melbourne. Obviously, I've, I've got no problem with that. I haven't really considered the other one, the Five Diamonds, yet. Um, but I don't know. Is it five-year-olds only or five-year-olds up? I don't know. It's, no, it's five-year-olds only. But yeah. I, th I think the country race, um, we may have the bigger stables um, sort of going to those country cups a little bit more now if there's a if there's a big carrot at the end of a, a $2 million carrot. So maybe that actually is uh, not beneficial to people who train at the provincials or the country who normally uh, that's their bread and butter. Well, um, we've already seen perhaps an un unintended consequence of just the run-of-the-mill prize money increases in seeing a lot of city stables going to tracks like, um, you know, Bjorn Baker's always at Bathurst and, you know, tracks like that, where once upon a time they weren't. Well, they would never go there. Only the battlers who trained in the city would take horses there. Yeah. And now they go there and, you know, they win. What do they win? I don't know the figures, but they look to win about 90% of the races. Yeah, they're, they're so, always... You know, it's tough if you're training at, at Bathurst and Orange when you've got Baker and Widdup coming there with truckloads of horses. That cost half a million dollars each or something like that, you know, compared to their backyarders. On the Rose Hill track, you know, we, we've, we've been over this, but um, look, I have to totally agree with what Mark said. That, I mean, some people think they've got an edge when they're betting on a very biased track, which, okay, that's fine if, if they if they do have one or they think they have one. But the key is, this is meant to be the showcase of Sydney racing, and it's just, it, it's not good racing, and it's completely unfair to the connection. So, you know, why should two-thirds of the field be out of the running before the gates open when they're racing for $100,000 plus and, you know, it's a big chance to win something? It's uh, 
it's not good enough. And especially, it looks very poor in comparison to how good the Melbourne tracks uh, race most of the time. Well said. Uh, just rounding out the, the rest of the race changes, look, the spring champion stakes will be increased to $2 million and moved to Cox Plate Day, which will be of interest, as is the Stan Fox, which will be renamed the Calendar Presnell. It will be a $1 million and will replace the Bondi stakes, which there's some good news to come out of this, obviously. Uh, yeah, but that's strange. They've, they've put that race on the same day as the spring champion, so yeah. you're looking at milers and 2,000-metre horses, which are sort of fall into the same bracket sometimes. Yeah. Um, they're going to race on the same day. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. just to try and pull horses from the Caulfield Guineas. It hasn't worked in the past. We'll probably get the B graders again. Yeah. Um, and plenty of three-year-old milers are stretched out to 2,000 metres to try and win on class alone if there's big prize money there, whereas they wouldn't take on older horses at that trip. And, yeah, that, that splits them. Mm, strange. And I wonder if this new race uh, will just see an influx of horses from overseas are in that bracket to try and run as a four and five year old in maybe the Golden Eagle and then to this new race as well. We've saw a, a couple of horses bought overseas last year and it may be on again because how many horses are still racing when they're five? Um, around 1800 metres that are, you know, much job. Mm. Very good. Well, we look forward to that come November. Uh, all right, well, this card on Saturday, there's plenty of horses resuming. We'll kick off with the Southern Cross Stakes, which is a Group 3 over 1,200. That's race six on the card. Uh, Quantico is scratched, but Lost and Running is now uh, or is the favourite at $3.70. King of Sparta's $4.60. You've got Overpass at 5 Law of Indices at $7.50. Standout at 9 and Embracer at 11 Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Did you have anything of interest here in race six? Yeah, well, I, I did think Quantico would win there, so that's uh, knocked me for a six there. Um, look, I'd, I'd probably have to go back to Lost and Running here without a lot of confidence. I know he's got a lot of weight, but um, I thought he trialled up quite nicely the other day. Um, there is a little bit of rain about as we speak, so I'm just wondering if the track does deteriorate. Uh, I'd probably give the race a miss, but uh, he's got a lot of class. King of Sparta is another one who would not be suited if there's a little bit of cut out of the track, not overly fussed on the race, to tell you the truth, I, I'll bow to Mark what he likes here. Yeah. And you mentioned one of the, the horses brought from overseas. Well, Law of Indices is having its second start here after running fifth in the Golden Eagle. Mark Roden, your thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, depending on the weather, I thought the O'Shea stable mates more or less had it between them, so I'm, I'm left with Lost and Running. He's got a lot of weight, but um, I, thought, I thought the penny might have dropped from him at the end of last prep. He went out in great form. I always like it when they go out at the top of their game. Um, yeah, I went to Quantico as well, but maybe not as strongly as Mark did, but I, I thought they had the race between them. And now with the absence of Quantico and assuming it doesn't turn into a, you know, seven or eight or anything like that, I think I'd have to be with Lost and Running. Um, King of Sparta was very good last time, um, but he's back to 1,200 here, and he, he seems to just always get back. I don't, I don't think they can ride him any other way. Mm. With the rail out five, I mean, last, last week at Randwick on the true rail, he would have been perfectly suited. Rail out five, less so. Um, I don't think it's going to be a hot rail or anything like that, but I think on paces will be better suited than they were last week, and swoopers won't be as well suited as they were last week um, on that. So I think lost and running could be midfield and the one to beat. I don't think I'll pull the trigger yet. I'll wait and see what the weather does. Um, but, yeah, I think 370 would probably get get me in. Yep. I don't know what this track's going to do. Um, I, I've had, in my uh, notes, uh, the last three five-metre rails, I've had the fence off. So yeah, it, I don't know if I'm dreaming or not, but... Um, it's. It's been hard to lead. I think that well, a metre either side, so five, six, and seven, uh, sorry, four, five, and six metres. I've had it hard to lead. Um, 
but hard to swoop as well. So it was sort of up, a bit up and off, a bit yeah. running line and maybe fairly handy to midfield. And yet, you go back to July, that meeting got called off after eight. Uh, five litres had won. I think that was on six metres on a heavy track and five litres out of eight races won. So, you know, a bit of a crapshoot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let's look at the quaddy. Race seven is the Light Fingers, the group two for the Phillies of 1,200 and SB owners at $1.50. Uh, Fangirls, $8.00. Jamea's $8.50 and everything else as well and truly into double figures. Mark Sheen, your thoughts on Espiona resuming here? Oh, look, she's trialled up fantastic. Um, she looks a freak. The signal she's run at both wins were, were outstanding. She's won on a wet track if uh, the rain does come. Um, the only query here would be there doesn't look to be a lot of speed in the race and it's a big field. So, you know, if uh, he is forced to go back and is trapped wide, Maybe that's not the place to be on the day, but uh, we'll just have to watch a couple of races early. Uh, look, I don't think she's meeting any world beaters here. I think Jamea was most unlucky in Queensland and probably wasn't suited at 1,400. She comes back to Ramick, 1,200 metres. The only other one I could entertain would be uh, Zuzarella, which is unbeaten at 1,200 metres. Did get a very soft lead in a trial at Warwick Farm, but she was very strong through the line and she could probably roll forward here and be in the first couple. So... I couldn't bet around the favourite, but if you did, are looking for something, uh, three and 12 for me on that respect. Mark Roden, if you have Mark a look Roden. at your punting form data, uh, obviously Espiona, when gapping a five-horse field on debut, really good performance against the class benchmark. Second start, went and completely gapped a, a field at Flemington. The cash was on that day at that very skinny quote and produced a strong figure overall. In fact, just off the top of my head, I can't actually remember a figure that big for a second start. Uh, does your figures have anything else that gets close? Uh, in a word, no. Uh, yes, her, her rating with me for a maiden midweek maiden win was was high, very high actually. And then she's actually improved off that second start. So she's one of the most exciting horses in the country. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how uh, far she can go this autumn. She really does look like kicking off with a win here. She's just quite frankly better than these horses. Dollar fifty, you, I, I couldn't take because it's a there are map issues, as Mark alluded to. But against that, there's no way in the world I'd want to bet against her. Uh, I think they've probably got the price about right, $1.50, but couldn't bet against her. I think Fangirl's a nice horse, but needs further than 1200 for her best. And, um, yeah, Zuzarella, I, I think, will be ridden positively, and I'll have to trial too. But uh, their place chances, to be honest. If uh, Barring anything going horribly wrong on the run, I'm expecting Espiona to win. Very good. Race eight is the Apollo, another group two, 1,400 metres, and Think It Over is favourite at 390, best available. Very Elegance, $5. Colette is seven. Riadini, nine. Maximal is 10. I Am Superman, 11. Ice Bath and Special Reward around that $14 mark. Mark Sheen, your thoughts here, and uh, probably just a comment on, on Very Elegant resuming as well. Yeah, well, look, I think the yard's obviously very important for these uh, races first up, but uh, I think Think It Over is going to be hard to beat, in my opinion. Just looking at the map, Riadini should roll forward. I think Think It Over will roll forward into the first uh, three or four at the very worst. Handles all track conditions, was uh, unlucky first up last time in and then went on a winning streak when uh, Nash got on board. And uh, he just looks to posse up in a good spot here. I thought Special Reward does have the race fitness on his side. I know he uh, hasn't been beating much, but I think that race fitness and the fact that he can take up a position from a good draw will stand him in good stead. Uh, I am Supernan. It's another one who's trialled up okay. Has drawn wide. He'll probably roll forward, but he would need it to be bone dry. So if there's any moisture about uh, that, would probably be a problem for him. 
not sure where very elegant gets to from that barrier. I'd, I'd probably bet against her, I would say. Okay. Uh, Mark Roden, I'll get your thoughts as well. And I guess Rob Scurry's been developing a really strong profile in Very Elegant, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he uh, yeah. suggests first up because I think the last couple of preps from memory, she's been a little bit on the forward side. Uh, yes, I believe, I think that's right. Um, I, I'm, I might end up backing her, and I've, I've gone over this a few times. It's, it really comes down to how, how I treat this Melbourne Cup win, which is one of the best performances. It's right up there in the top echelon of performances I've ever seen. It was an absolutely outstanding performance and this has uh, shades of going back in time a bit Maccabi Diva winning the Memsey first up admittedly that was on a heavy 10 or something but they let her go around at 7.50 first up over what appeared to be an unsuitable trip and she brained them um look she's the best horse in the race on that Melbourne Cup when she's the best horse in the race and it's not quite she's lengths and lengths that's lengths better than anything else in this race is capable of I think at five dollars I'll take the risk and just see if she can do them on class it, you know, if that Melbourne Cup win is her, that, that's that's the risk. Because before that, her form wasn't really uh, up to that level either, all of last spring. She really did go to a new level. If that's her, she can even come back a, a level off that and, and win. Um, Barry, one, maybe she gets, if she jumps well and settles, she can be midfield and maybe that'll be all right. You know, I, look, I can see there are a lot of, um, you know, potential hurdles to her winning this race, but I think at $5 for a horse of her ability and just class is... Is too good to pass up, and I'll be with it. And the one I could probably save on is Riadini, who I think has uh, had two trials, two really solid hit-out trials to bring him on for this, and his best is good. He was very competitive, uh, thinking over, and very elegant, in fact, when they met in um, 1,600-metre race last spring. So at the price, I could possibly save on him, but I think I have to back very elegant. Okay. Top of your head, do you think very elegant drifts or firms on the day? Uh, no idea. That'll be yeah. yard dependent, won't it? Yeah, I think a yard, but she's looked fairly forward, as uh, your boys mentioned there. I suppose she has drawn Barry number one if the fence is off. The you know she could get uh, could get a bit easier there. She can get a bit strung up on the rail there in, in the past. She did get strung up on the fence there uh, one other day when she was beating a short price favourite. In fact, she won. What race did she win first up? The wings there, but they went mental in front, and she just circled around the outside. Off that, she has failed first up in those slowly run races where it's been a sit and sprint. So I think the pace is a, a concern for her unless Riadini rips along. Interesting race, nonetheless. Race nine on the cards is tri uh, the Triskay <coughs> over 1,200, group three. And Snapdancer, my old mate, is favourite at 360 from Promise of Success, 550, as is It's Me. Uh, for Toos is $9, Miravision 10 then you're out to 18 or so for Vangelic. Uh, Mark Sheen, another interesting race here, and obviously the resumption of It's Me. Yes, it's interesting, It's Me. She won a trial, I think, at Scone, but she beat two horses there. One was beaten at Bathurst uh, that ran second in the trial, and the third horse won at Bathurst. So I'm not sure we could deduce a lot from that, but she did look to go good, but she hasn't raced for a long time, 69 weeks, and she's hard in the market here, so... Uh, I think she'll drift uh, myself. Uh, Snap Dancer does set up very well here. Um, she was beaten in that race for the Gold Coast last year. She'd come back and won it this year in impressive fashion, has race fitness on her side, obviously gets a good run in a race where there doesn't look to be a stack of speed. Um, I thought Mirror Vision trialed really well. She has drawn wide here, but I think she looks value. Uh, she trialed in a very strong heat at Rose Hill and went to the line very well. So... Normally, she runs well fresh. She's four out of seven at the distance, so I think she's worth a speck at odds. And I thought more profits trial quite well also. 
promising success. I'm just a little bit worried that she might get back on the inside and may want further. But um, no knock on her. I've, I've been on a nil every start, but just uh, at the 550 and if the fence is no good. So that's a question mark for me. Mark Roden, your thoughts? Uh, I think Snapdance is the one to beat. I, I haven't got a quite as short as 360, um, to be <coughs> honest, but I do have a clearly on top. Uh, it's me. Well, this would be some sort of training performance if you can get out to win this. So, free race first up after two years or whatever it is, or so a year and a half. Uh, be, um, some performance. I, I look. I, I can't entertain her, but if she gets up, it'll be a, a very good performance. I'm going to spec one at odds here. Number two, Electric Girl. Second prep for the Hawks Camp. Um, now, most of her form last preparation, you'd say, wasn't up to this grade, but her last win was very good and it was by far the best run of her campaign. I thought. As I mentioned in relation to another horse earlier, um, Boston Money, in fact, I love it when they go out on a high like that. And I think she's trialled perfectly acceptably for this too. And I think um, I think Jay Ford's one job will be to fire her out and put her into the race and get her up on the speed. And I think at uh, $26 plus, she's a pretty easy bet to have and it, and it doesn't have to be a big one. Um, yeah, as I said, Snap Dancer, the one to beat. I like New Revision's um, uh, trials for this too. Um, Barry 13 just put me off slightly, but I think she's in the race, and then I was out for the likes of uh, Fateurs. But, um, uh, oh, sorry, and I should mention Promising Success. I don't like the map. I think she's very talented, but I could just see her getting into a bad spot here um, at a short enough price. So, Snap Dance is the one to beat, but small spec on number two, Electric Girl. And an even way to finish, I think, is the best way to put it. Benchmark 88 over 1300 metres, and the market has She's All Class and Down to Win at the top with Legay Soleil, they're all around that $5.50 to $6 mark. Uh, Invinciano, $7.50, True Detective, 10 as is Bring the Ransom. You've got Matato, Matato <coughs> Watape, got it eventually. It's going to slow down with that. Uh, $12 or so, and then Poetic Charmer at 13 Mark Sheen, dartboard? No, no, not entirely. Uh, look, the one's tried like fail up here, Legay Soleil, but it has drawn 15, so you'd want to, uh, you'd want to be seeing Swoopers win. But uh, if they're getting a fair go from the back, you'd have to have something on it. Uh, it's very good fresh and dead set trial like fail up. Um, look, I think Invinciano is dropping class here and might get control, depending on what they do with Mav with Tarpi, or whatever it's called, number four. Uh, it was uh, it was labelled urgent in a trial recently to get its mind back on the job. Not sure if they'll do that on race day, but um, otherwise I think Invinciano probably rolls to the front here. She ran against a special reward the other day and drops back to an 88 here. So for 1,300 uh, on that turning track, uh, just a short run to the first bend, she should be able to roll forward, probably get the lead and and uh, be hard to run down. As I said, Legacele, if they're making ground. Bounder wins trial well, and Mokalua's trial well. So I think there's plenty of chances here. I do not like She's All Class at all. Mark Rudin? Yeah, I thought She's All Class was, uh, to some extent, making the market here. Um, I, I backed her in one of those Phillies races last uh, prep. She ran in three of them, and I, I just really think the jury's out on whether she's any good. There's very little evidence to say she's much good, and even less evidence to make a favourite in a race like this, an open benchmark 88. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be having something on Invinciano. Um, sat on a decent tempo and better grade than this and, and was fighting on right to the line. Um, I think if it leads, that would be ideal, but if matter of tactic with the blinkers on wants to charge the front, she can sit off and, you know, just be a clear second, which will be equally as good a run, I think. So I like her. Um, I like Makalua. She, another one who's gone out of her top, uh, in that mile race at Mini Valley. I think it was on Cox Plate Day. 
tremendous turn of foot, admittedly, uh, 1,600 metres. But she went to a new level that day. She did our Jay McDonald on that day as well, admittedly. But she showed something there, and she's trialled well, as Mark said. So I think um, she has to be a bet at the price she is. And I could, uh, I'm on the fence with our mate Bring the Ransom, who owes neither Mark nor myself anything after getting the job last time. But she was, she had a checkered passage that day, and was, I thought entitled actually to get beaten. But she pinned the ears back and attacked the line really well. She's drawn ten this time. She drew drew two that day, so that's a little nickel. But she's double figure odds as well. I, um, I think things like Bound to Win is a chance. Uh, Le Gay Soleil, I just was really put off by the map guy. Um, look, if they are sweeping, she probably deserves to be favourite because that, that trial was. Yeah, it's something else again. It's pretty good horses too. Um, but as it stands, I'm gonna I'm gonna just oppose it uh, uh, on the map until I see evidence to the um, contrary. So anyway, to summarise all that, I'll be backing Invinciano and Mokalua, maybe bring the ransom, and just with that question mark on the gay side. It's a very deep card. It looks like a lot of fun actually coming up this Saturday. We'll see if you've got any best bets or value bets or lay bets for that matter on the card. Mark Sheen. No, I don't really have a, a moral by any stretch of the imagination. I think Invinciano will run well in the last if um, you can lead there. Um, but, uh, look, I wouldn't say there's many standouts. It's a pretty open day, a lot of horses resuming. So hopefully in the tips we're giving you, we can find some winners. Absolutely. And Mounting Yard Mail, Rob Scarry will be crucial. Mark Roden. Yeah, not a best bet as such either. Um, look, you want to have small bets at odds, the Electric Girl in race uh, nine um, at 25 to one. I think she's backable. And in race five, um, Bjorn Baker's split up offshore and Savory. So offshore's going to run tonight and Savory's going to run tomorrow. Look, she had every favour in the world when she won at Canterbury last start, but she ran really good time and she's getting a big weight pull off the others in the market like Warrior Falls and Yee Yee. And she looks to posse up fairly handy mid with the trail again. Uh, I think with the weight pull at around $9, um, She's very backable as well. So not a good thing by any means, but uh, race five, Savory, and race nine, Electric Girl at a bit of odds. And he'd be pretty much dependent on the track being fairly dry too. He wouldn't want it um, wouldn't want it wet. No, well, I think Dicko's point is, you, you know, if you see a big price, you just back him and hope the connections do the right thing if the conditions change for you. That's an interesting race, that, because I thought the stable mate Omudji had a chance who was... Uh, Oh, just uh, lost complete um, tack on their field there the other day. Um, talking shorthand here, uh, yeah. just got too far back uh, last start, and Yee Yee was off a three-week break, so he probably uh, yeah. was a little bit vulnerable there in the straight. Very interesting race, I thought. Race five. I thought Yee Yee was just short enough at two forty. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, yeah I in the race too. I, I was a little worried about the map, but uh, yeah, certainly an interesting race. Surely he won't be as far back as he was last start. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. <laughs> Very good. Uh, big thanks to punning form as always, but I think we'll be back on Monday to resume uh, the, reviewing these meetings. It looks a really good start to, to the Autumn Carnival and it's only going to get better from here. So thanks very much to you both and go well over the weekend. Thank you, boys. Thanks, mate.